Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krupp, president of the Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. We are recording this episode on July 19th, 2022. And joining me as always is the illustrious, well-educated, and actually looking pretty fit, Dr. Orphy Devangi. He's a PhD economist. What's up there, Studley? <laughs> Chris, look, when we first met, I remember telling you, man, you're the coolest dude, and I, I hope I grow up to be just like you. So. Oh, my goodness. I hope you aim higher. Hey, brother, I want to talk to you about something that's been, like, been on both of our minds. You and I talk about the housing market all the time. I think in another world, maybe we were like uh, home builders or we were home investors or something. New story out from Zillow today, and we're taping this on July 19th, about June housing starts. And it's not good news. Um, in, a, in a space where there's not enough housing already, builders are starting to peel off. Housing starts, this is from the story, this is uh, Nicole Bashode. I want to make sure that I'm in the ballpark with the pronunciation of Nicole's name. From her story, this bullet point, housing starts dropped even further from the steep decline that occurred in May 2022 to 1.56 million, down 2% from revised May 22 figures and down 6.3% from June 2021, according to the U.S. Census. Housing permits issued in June were down 0.6%, though up 1.4% from a year ago. 1.37 million new homes were completed in June. That's down from 4.6% from May, but up 4.6% over 2021. What is going on in this in this industry? It seems like this is cooling off. And then once we get through this, I want to talk about a conversation I had with a realtor friend of mine yesterday. So the first thing I want to make clear is that housing prices are still increasing. Okay. So I think when a lot of people talk about housing market cooling off, they're like, oh, you know, they might be price decline. Well, look, the house, the price of a typical home in the US is still increasing. It's increasing at a slow rate, right? And I think since April, I think the pace of price increases has gone down. And I think today's report was data from the U.S. Census Bureau that looked at housing starts. And the first thing that came up was housing starts relative to last year actually plunged. They're down when compared to June 2021 to the same time last year. Yep. And, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? So I think builder sentiment is down. And one reason why builder sentiment is probably down is they have a couple of things going on. First, they have higher borrowing costs. And I'll tell you what, that's really ugly. When you get into those mortgage calculators now, I mean, that's really ugly. You see what a house would have cost you just two or three months ago versus what you'd be paying in interest right now. It's a killer. So that's on the demand side, right? Demand is through mortgage rates increasing. That's going to affect the demand side. You know, but just the interest rate going up because the Fed is raising rates, right? It's affecting every interest rate going up. And the housing housing construction is actually very responsive, very sensitive to interest rate changes in interest rates. And, you know, and as interest rates tend to increase, new construction tends to stall. And so the financing of new building, of new construction is important, but also the demand side 
expected housing demand is also very important. If builders feel that because of higher mortgage rates, fewer people are going to want to buy homes, they'll also slow down. They'll hit the brakes on new construction because the last thing they want is to have all these, a bunch of brand new empty units sitting out there. A couple of weeks ago, we heard about some cancellations already happening. This is troubling. It is troubling because in the past, housing starts used to be very good at predicting recessions. It was an early warning indicator. And we saw that a lot. Housing starts would fall, residential investment would drop, and then it would usually be followed by a recession. That's kind of why it's troubling. And then the second reason it's very troubling is because the U.S. is currently dealing with a massive housing unit deficit. A slowdown in new construction means that housing deficit will likely persist. You've talked about that a handful of times on Everyday Economics. Can you quantify, I mean, just in a ballpark, how many housing units short the United States would be? I mean, we're a country of what, 330 million people plus now? There's a really nice report that just came out that actually tries to estimate the housing deficit. And I think their number, and I'm still looking at that, but their number is 3.8 million, 3.8 million shorts. The report is called Housing Under Production in the US Mm -hmm. 2022. Really nice report that basically tried to count the number of housing units that are currently available, uh, that are out there, the stock Mm -hmm. of housing units that is available, and compare that to our needs as a U.S. population, and came up with a number that's enormous, 3.8 million short, double what that number was only a decade ago. So I wanted to share this anecdote with you. Um, Yesterday, the lunch hour, I got a phone call from a realtor friend of ours, someone that we've been talking to about potentially listing our home with. Um, We've decided, you know, after venturing out into the market that it's not going to happen this year. I mean, this year is just too many factors and too much complexity. And certainly with interest rates going up, it doesn't seem like a great time to originate a new mortgage if you don't have to, and we don't have to. So at any rate, I shared with her that I had gone through Redfin's buyer program, which is fascinating. Like literally they buy your house. Zillow has done the same thing. Zillow did this last year. Zillow discontinued the product last year. Redfin has brought this product to market this year. And I shared with my realtor friend, the price that Zillow, or excuse me, that Redfin had offered for my home. And she said, wow, how long ago was that? And I said, two and a half months ago. She said, I'd have to come and take a look at your house, but I think that you'd have a heck of a time getting that now. At the local level in the Northwest suburbs, where there had been multiple offers on homes, homes selling above price listing, um, that has cooled way off Houses are still selling, but they're selling slower. The market time is higher. Multiple offers have all but gone away. And the people who are making moves right now are having a lot more options on the buy side. Sellers, which, you know, who had a massive upper hand for really the last year, may be starting to balance that equation out. So a little bit more of almost like a 50-50 negotiation. What do you okay. make of that? Does that track Look, with your you understanding know, it, of what's happening in the broader market? I think it's it's kind of obvious there's been a slowdown, but I think sellers are still in a pretty comfortable position. I mean, if you bought your house seven or eight years ago, you saw amazing appreciation. What we're really seeing is people having to, sellers having to be 
a little less greedy, right? Uh, and basically pricing the house correctly, pricing it right to move in the current market. It really just means that if you had multiple offers on your property, and by multiple, we're talking about 10, 12 offers on your property, that number has gone down to maybe two or three. And so prices are still rising. And so you you have to put this in context, right? Relative to the pre-pandemic period, this housing market is nowhere near dead. Even though things are cooling a little bit or a lot in some places, yeah, the housing market is still moving. It's it's kind of on a holding pattern, a right. little bit like the labor market right now. If you look at the labor market right now, you still have four million more job openings than there are workers, and people and and businesses are still hiring. Right, everything seems to be cooling around us, but I think housing and labor are still very much in a holding pattern, kind of wait and see what happens. Relative to last year, things have slowed, but I think sellers are still in a pretty comfortable position. Buyers are now having more options, which is a good thing, being able to get people into into the house they love. Also, you have to think about the fact that the people who are not cash buyers who would want to sell in this environment are, are probably moving to areas that are less expensive. They maybe have built a ton of equity they can move to a place that's less expensive, kind of stimulate those local markets, less expensive markets. So if you look at the country right now, if you if you were looking at where things have slowed down the most, there are places that were really, really expensive. They were like Seattle and Austin, right. Texas, right? right? Places that had gotten really, really expensive. You know, in the biggest markets from a growth, like almost boom bust, and it hasn't busted, but it's certainly slowed down. Boise, Idaho was going absolutely crazy over the last 18 months. And it has really hit the brakes, price cuts and changes like that. I like Nick Gurley from um, Reventure Consulting. I've shared some things of his with you. He does some pretty interesting analysis on market by market performance and what's going on there. At some point in time, we'll have to see if we can get him onto this show or, or something else that America's talking, because I think he really has a very interesting perspective. We're going to call it to a, a, an end there. For Dr. Orfe Davangi, this has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Everyday Economics, a production of America's Talking Network. Listen to this and subscribe to this and many other high-quality podcasts at americastalking.com. 